Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shit. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Parachka. Minnesota Tim, it's uh, Thanksgiving week. How are you doing up there in Minnesota? Is it uh, iced over yet? No, it's not iced over yet. We got, we've had a few droppings of snow, a few dripplings, if you rather. Um, but uh, <laughs> we had our engagement photos this week, my fiance and I. Oh, it was you a did? little okay. chilly, but it was really, it was very successful. Oh, it was. What, 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 uh, how do you uh, characterize a successful wedding engagement outing? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, it means yeah. that we smiled. Good, pitch, good pictures. I saw you sent me some of the pictures. You're looking, looking good there, bud. You shaved. You had a nice little haircut going. Uh, yeah, I got a look pretty good for, the for first you. Time. I don't know. Was that a new? Was that a new shirt? Looked like a, a shirt. You know, nice picnic shirt. It was not a new shirt, but it was ironed for the first time. My mom ironed it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Seriously. Oh wow! Wow. Jeans? New jeans? No, no, not new jeans either. My mom ironed my jeans for me too. Have you ever gone clothes shopping, by the way? I have gone once. Okay. One time I did. <laughs> Come on, one time. Yeah, all my other clothes I get for Christmas or for my birthday. Well, well, that's okay. That counts. That's sort of that's sort of like Christmas. I, I had a, a, a party uh, Saturday night, COVID party. 
You had a party? Well, it wasn't at our house. It was at somebody else's house. My wife, uh, my wife was all excited about it. I said it was a formal party. I said, what? Say what? She goes, formal. You know, guys are going to wear tuxes. I said, well, this guy's not wearing a tux. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so what did he wear? I said, I wear, I wear jeans. I'm not wearing no tux. Did you wear a blue blazer? No, nah, I didn't wear a blue blazer. I wore a black uh, sport coat. But I got there, and I mean, I, nobody had a tux on. It was everybody like, like I, I said, well, I asked my wife, Suzanne. I said, what happened to the formal party? I said, there was no, <laughs> nobody had a tux on. It was the guy, who, the guy whose house it was had a, a uh, shirt on. Huh. I mean, a sweater. He had a sweater. Another guy, I saw a guy in a t-shirt. And one guy had shorts on. I'm like, well, what, the, what happened to the uh, formal party? I mean, oh, geez. Anyway. I don't, you know, it was it was fun. It was nice. Enjoyed it. I heard you gave Devin Booker a golf instruction lesson this week. Well, that, yeah, that happened too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened. That was uh, that was. I didn't finish telling you about my party though. Oh We're yeah, on to you the had next a big party. subject already. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that your party was a big deal. <laughs> no, I was. Well, it was it's all right. I, I, you know, I don't drink. So when I go to a party, it's. I mean, I don't mind, you know, like that people drink, but I mean, it's, it doesn't bother me or anything. But I have a rule when they, when I, when I've, I hear the same story the third time, that's when I exit. <laughs> that's my, when, when, when the same guy tells me the same story for the third time, that's when I, uh, that's when I leave. So why have anyway. you ever had a drink? Why don't you ever drink? I, I, well, I, it's been uh, 38 years since I had a drink. So, wow. Yeah. So no, no, no drink. Why don't you drink? Well, why do you think I don't drink? If I haven't had a drink in 38 years, what do you think? Because it doesn't taste good? <laughs> no, that's that's not usually the reason a guy doesn't drink for 38 years. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't but, like but the taste. But it's a good question. I don't like yeah, the taste. My question. fiance doesn't like the taste. We don't like the taste of beer. We don't like really? the taste of alcohol. Well, all right. Well, that's... Yeah, but when you when you when you hear somebody that says they haven't drank for thirty eight years, then it's probably not just the taste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably had a few. Probably had a few too many a couple times in your career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But thirty eight years, so I'm not. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to break the string now for sure. But anyway, yeah, it was the party. It was it was good. So okay, on to the next subject. Uh, Devin Booker uh, gave him a golf lesson. Yeah, what a nice guy. Oh man, he's a Phoenix Suns uh, star. The guy's incredible. He is like, I mean, wow. He's a physical specimen. Great player. He's all pumped up. They got uh, Chris Paul coming to the uh, Phoenix Suns. They might make the playoffs actually for the first time in forever. And uh, he was excited. He started playing golf this year. And he's pretty good. He can hit it. Started off, he's making these little soft swings, you know, little little like smooth swings. I'm like, what? What, what are you doing? Oh, what, what, everybody tells you to swing easy, swing smooth. I, I said, let me see what you got. Come on, pick up a bigger swing. He was taking about a half swing. I said, bigger swing, faster swing. Let me see what you got. Speed it up. Come on. I mean, uh, what's your what's your one advantage here? And he got it. He understood because he he said, you know, I, I went on the internet and I was checking out YouTube and everything. He said, I don't see anybody in there telling you to swing slow and smooth. He said, they, they, everybody's saying you got to, you know, distance is important. I said, absolutely, distance is the most important thing in the game. It determines your potential, no doubt about it. 
I said, take a rip at it. Let me see what you got. And sure enough, he started hitting that thing. Man, he's got some speed. He's got, you know, he's six, like six, six and quick. I mean, he's got club hit speed. I said, your advantage in this game is your athletic ability. When somebody tells you to swing slow and easy and smooth, they're taking away your one advantage you have. I mean, you just started playing. You know, your advantage isn't experience. Your advantage isn't having a, a great swing. It's not that you're you know, incredibly knowledgeable about the game and you know every shot to hit and you know how to manage your game and you know what club to use at all times and uh, all, all the above. I mean, your, your advantage in the game of golf is your athletic ability. Hit the ball. Let me see what you let me see it. And boy, I'll tell you what, he started hitting it. Hit it and he didn't even use a driver before. And then I explained to him about that too. I said, I mean, you got to use a driver. Now, when you're long and he's and he's long, I mean, he'll hit it, he'll hit it, you know, 300. I mean, there's no no problem with that. But if you're a long hitter, you don't you don't make easy swings with a driver in order to try and hit the ball straight. You hit it like you can hit it and you use the driver as a specialty club. So I explained to him, I said, you might only use a driver maybe eight times around. That might be all you use it. Maybe some courses you won't even use it that much. And the, you know, you know, the other six holes off the tee, cause you got 14 holes that aren't, aren't par threes. The other six holes off the tee, you might use a iron, a long iron or a, you know, a fairway wood or a hybrid or something like that. Uh, but, Rather than taking a slow, easy swing to try to have more accuracy, I said, you'd rather take a faster swing. And if you want more accuracy, hit an iron off the tee, hit a hybrid, hit a three wood. That'll give you more accuracy. But making a slow swing with a driver doesn't give you more accuracy. It's amazing how, you know, when people get started in the game, they get all these ideas thrown in their head. And usually it's it's from well-meaning friends. I know everybody, you know, means well. But but they're just clueless. I mean, they really are. I mean, amateurs teaching amateurs is one of the most hilarious things that a golf professional or golf instructor like myself gets to observe, in all honesty. Amateurs teaching amateurs. It's uh, very, very little of the advice is is worth worthwhile. And I explained to him, I explained to Devin, I said, but I said, you you don't need a collection of tips. You know, you don't need a bunch of tips. That's what you get from from friends and, you know, people that, that want to give you help that don't know how to coach. They they give you a bunch of tips. You don't need tips. You need, you need, here's what you need. You need a plan. You need a plan to get better. So I, I got them started on that. But anyway, it was fun. You know, it's always fun to work. But I, like I told him, I said, what's the fun part for me? I, I'm, I get to work with a good athlete. So let me see you swing and hit it like you like you know I think you can. Let me give give me a give me a glimpse into the future here. Don't make this you know little uh, half slow swing and hit it out there like somebody that's not an athlete. He got it. He understood. Mm. Started hitting it pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. All right, we'll take a break and uh, we're going to talk about uh, RSM. RSM big tournament. Did you watch it? I watched You're not it. Gonna, you didn't watch it. I didn't know. I didn't watch it. Watch it. Yeah, I you didn't watch it. it. Nobody watched it, did they? I watched it. Did, did you? you realize I? That was a oh, big yeah. one. It was the big one. I watched it. Big wraparounder. <laughs> uh, sea Island's pretty. It really is. I watched it. I mean, I had to, I, I admit, I had a couple things going on at once. 
<laughs> I was watching the uh, Cleveland Browns and the who were they playing? Jeez, how Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, they're playing the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I was watching the Eagles and the Browns. I like Baker Mayfield. I'm a big Oklahoma football fan. Oklahoma had a big win, by the way, forty-one uh, fourteen over the Oklahoma State. They're playing uh, really Bedlam, bad. They caught. Huh? They're playing really bad this year, though. Oklahoma. Ooh. They had a rough no, start. You, see, you don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do. They see, lost to like no, Iowa don't. State no and Kent State. No, and you have no idea. Utah okay. State. Right. You have no idea. I know exactly what I'm talking about. No, you have no idea. I you do no too. Idea. Oklahoma's right. had you a have bad no idea. Year. I mean, I, what, you have no idea. All right, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that next when we come back. We'll take a break. Uh, before you get me going on that, yeah, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get into that a little bit. Then All we'll right. talk about uh, Robert Streb uh, winning the tournament. Okay, uh, RSM. All right, we'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. Let me remind you to get your uh, free instructional emails. You can get them sent to your uh, box every day. Uh, these are video tips that I have done that are guaranteed to help you with your golf game, and they're absolutely free. All you have to do is just uh, sign up and give your email address, and you subscribe, and they'll show up every day on your inbox. And we got some great deals on there, too. got some good uh Black uh, Black Friday deals coming up the whole week on uh, HaneyUniversity.com. So go on there and, uh, and and check it out. But get, but sign up for sure for the free instructional emails. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, all right, Tim, let me defend my Oklahoma Sooners. You say they have, they're not doing any good this year. Yeah, they lost to Kansas State and Iowa State. They were 1-2 and two at one point, a team that's expected to make the college football playoff every year. Okay, well, that's a lofty goal. They've made it, you know, pretty regularly. They've. Uh, were you aware that they do have a, f- a freshman quarterback? I was not. Okay, well, that well, you know, that's a little. I, I don't know how many schools make it to the college football playoffs with a, a freshman quarterback. Probably not many. Probably. Yeah, probably not. So that's a little bit of an issue. Uh, yeah, they did start off. They did start off slow, no doubt about it. Uh, but Iowa State is a lot better than people think. A uh, lot better, and they, they had a they had a big win this this, this weekend too. Uh, they beat Kansas State, but they're and they demolished them. Iowa State's a lot better than people think, uh, and Kansas State is you know is usually decent. That was a bad loss for Oklahoma, but you know things happen. It's just you know that's that's what happens. So they did get off to a bad start, but they're rolling now. They got it going. They beat Texas in the big rivalry game. They beat Oklahoma State in the big rivalry game. And I mean, if I was a betting man, I would say those are you know those would be the two losses they're going to have, and they'll go into whatever bowl game they'll go into. And they'll, you know, how many, I don't know how many games they, they got left, but. They got two. Of, okay. Well, you know, I'm sure they'll win them both and then they'll win the next one. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's not the year they wanted. No, I, I'm not going to argue that. But I look out for them next year. They're, they're a very young team, very young. And it, I'll tell you what, uh, Lincoln Riley is an incredible coach. Oh, my gosh. He's an incredible coach. All right, before we, I don't want to get too deep into the football. Uh, are you got any other any other college football you want to talk about or not? <laughs> well, the Gophers suck, so we can we can move on. <laughs> uh, what's their record this year? I don't know. They've won one game, and they what were they crushed. supposed to be? Were they supposed to be good? Uh, yeah, they were ranked for like the first time in forever going into the season. They were ranked twenty fourth, and they're like one and four. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they lost thirty-five-seven against Iowa, a game they were supposed to win. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's not good. All right, let's talk RSM. Uh, Robert Streb. I watched it. I was, um, you know, watched the playoff and I watched the finish. And he made a nice putt on seventeen. This is to to tie, and uh, tied Steve's man. We were texting back and forth. Steve's Steve's uh, favorite player, Steve Johnson, the great predictor. His favorite player on the PGA Tour is Kevin Kisner. He calls him the Cobra. <laughs> he called him some other things on the Saturday Strong that I had to beep out. Oh wow, yeah. Steve's get Steve's getting surly with his. Uh, oh, you know, he's I, getting, yeah, he's getting rough on the edges. Yeah, he is. I mean, as his age is you know creeping up. I mean, we're all creeping up, but Steve has just turned really surly. 
yeah. man alive. He can. He's just like wow. I can't even say the words. It was terrible. yeah. He's he's yeah. He's bad. I mean, he's like. But anyway, he does not like Kisner. He does not like Kisner. Uh, doesn't like how he spits on the greens. Yeah. Oh, he had a big old chew going for sure in that playoff. I mean, he got all nervous. Had to get that chew going big time. He must have had the wrong flavor. I don't know. He must have. That stuff's so nasty. Jeez. Oh, my God. I, I kind of agree with Steve on that part. Yeah, he shouldn't be spitting on the greens like that. But anyway, whatever. Okay, so Robert Strepp, he wins his second tournament on the PGA Tour, both of them the RSM. He won in 2014. Now he wins again in, in uh, 2020. You know, this whole wraparound thing. I mean, have you checked out the winners of the wraparounder? Yeah, I have. Okay, so the PGA Tour wraparound season. I mean, it's been, I mean, let's just let's just take a I, I'm look, I'm looking at my sheet here. Let's take a little review. We got Stewart Sink at Safeway. We got Hudson Swafford at Punta Cana. We got Sergio at Sanderson Farms. Martin Laird at Shriners Hospital. Jason Kokrak, uh, first win at the uh, Tour CJ Cup. Okay, you got uh, Cantley. Okay, that's a you know a household name top player. He wins the uh, Zozo at Shearwood. Then you got Brian Gay at uh, Bermuda, Bermuda Championship. Yeah. yeah, Bermuda. You got Carlos Ortiz at Houston. You got, and then you got a, uh, you, you you got uh, Robert Strauss. Bryson at the U.S. Open. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, so that you know, that's 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 a you know, he's a player for sure. But but the point is, is you know, they they talk about how the wraparound deal, you know, it gives everybody a chance. I mean, it's really it's really if you look at it and the tournaments, like you know, over the last few years since they've had this wraparound thing. It's really been more of a revitalize a guy's career more than anything. That's really what it's been. And Robert Streb, one of you know, he's he's one of the the guys that has benefited off of the fact that when because of the COVID, they they let everybody you know who had any status still keep their status. But now you know he wins this tournament. So, and what I mean by status is is. You know, the top 125 are exempt. And then after that, they, you know, they go through the list and it's whoever signs up for a tournament. And, you know, if there's 144 players in the tournament and the top 125 guys sign up, and then you, you pick everybody who's not in the top 125 from last year that has, that won a tournament in the last year. And if they all sign up, and then you pick whoever has like a, a, a an, an exemption because they won a term. Because if you win a term, you're exempt for two years. So you take those guys and they sign up. Anyway, it, it, they just keep going down the list because there's not room for for everybody. And as they they get down the list, if if this guy doesn't want to play and that guy doesn't want to play, then it opens up spots for other guys. And uh, you know, then they they get down to you know. They, they got they got lists on top of lists, and and you just work your way down until you until you fill up the field, and that's the way it is. And guys will wait and wait and wait, and they'll they'll, they'll say, "I want to play," and then they go, "Well, you know, we'll we'll see if you're going to get in." And then they they the PJ Tour makes a list, and you might be like number 
you know, 10 on the list or eight on the list. And then if, you know, three guys get COVID like last week, okay, that lets three more guys in. And, or if, you know, this guy withdraws or this guy doesn't sign up or, you know, all the guys that are trying to get in are hoping nobody signs up for the tournament. And as you know, and for, for the most part, it's a pretty weak field. I didn't, I didn't see a lot of, I mean, uh, Zach Johnson was there. I mean, we're, you know, uh, who else? Jason Day was there. Justin Rose was there, missed the cut. wasn't wasn't a lot of top players there. No. Robert Streb was ranked the 380th player in the world entering this week. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's not very good. But, boy, is that – we we haven't I mean I don't we haven't kept track every every week but it seems like we've mentioned that a lot haven't we Yes it, I was about to say the exact same thing it seems like every single week during this wraparound schedule I mean think about it Stuart Sink he was one of those guys Yeah um, Laird, Laird, Laird he was one of those guys Brian yeah. Gay he was one of those guys Yeah yeah Ser- Sergio was in the forties I would say Bryson yeah. obviously Patrick Kelly yeah. obviously and Dustin Johnson obviously. But besides those four players, there's been 11 wraparound winners so far. And I would say at least seven of them or six or seven of them have to be above, I don't know, 100 in the world golf rankings. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Which is which, which some people will say that's why it's so hard to win on the PGA Tour because everybody's so good. And, and, well, and that's, that's a fact. I mean, they're all there. You take somebody on the, that's on the PGA Tour that, you know, we might look at it and say, well, this guy's just not very good. But that's compared to his peers on the PJ Tour. That's not compared to, you know, like country club golfers or scratch players or, you know, college golfers. Or I mean, these, every guy on the PJ Tour is, is good and capable. But how about this for Robert Streb's statistics last year? Last year on the Tour, he played 19 events. And he made seven cuts, had 12 missed cuts. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Uh, T to green, he was 170th, 180th in putting, Mm. 169th around the green, 141st in his approach shots to the green, and 138th off the tee. That's not very good. He's right there. (laughs) He wasn't right there for anything. Um, But he was, he, he was, Right there at at uh, at the uh, RSM. That's where he was at the RSM. So I'll tell you. We'll we'll talk about how he how he won it uh, when we come back. We'll take another break. Uh, get your Voodoo Pain Relief Cream uh, for free. Get a free two week supply if you've got any kind of uh, muscle soreness or arthritis pain. It's the best product for it, and you can get a free two-week supply at VoodooPainRelief.com. So just go right there, click on the the, uh, the front page box. You can get a free two-week supply, and there's also uh, great uh, sales going on there as well for the whole uh, Black Friday thing going on this week. So check that out, VoodooPainRelief.com. We'll be right back on the Hank and e Podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tim, the statistics are all messed up this this week. You didn't you didn't uh, notice it, although it looked weird to you when you wrote it down. Didn't it? <laughs> I did notice, but yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't realize they played multiple golf courses, but it, I did find it funny, and I knew you were going to mention this. Kevin Kisner finished statistically better in every single category um, than better than Robert Streb. Right, and here's why: because at the RSM. Which is the the tournament at, at Sea Pines or what? what no, uh, Sea Island, Sea Island, Georgia. Okay, not Sea Pines. Sea Pines is Hilton Head. So Sea Island, uh, the tournament is played on two golf courses. Now, why do they play two golf courses? Because the PJ Tour is like, you know, they're, they're enamored with getting the biggest field they can and having the most amount of players that can play so they give players starts because you know everybody wants to get in tournaments and they can't get them in in as many as they want and you know we talked about the lists and how you get in so they they want to give them more starts so when they can they will play two golf courses especially if it's a time of the year when the daylight is short like it is right now at daylight savings time 
So they'll they'll do the they do this in uh, California at Torrey Pines. They do it at uh, where else? Where else they do it? And play play two golf courses. Uh, they do it at the Bob. You know, it used to be the I call it the Bob Hope Desert Classic, but it's the uh, I don't know what it is. American, American Express, Express or Phil Mickelson It's a bunch or whatever of different things. Yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of things. Okay, anyway, they do do the same thing there, and they do it at this this RSM because there's there's two golf courses right there, and they can play more than one golf course, and they're somewhat similar at least in difficulty. What, what you don't want to do is play two different golf courses. And have them be way different in in terms of difficulty, because then what happens is let's say you let's say you play the one course like at Torrey Pines. Let's say you play Torrey Pines South, and it's way harder than Torrey Pines North, which it really isn't because they made Torrey, Torrey Pines uh, North harder now when they redid it. But if the South was a lot harder than the North, and you got the South on a really tough day, like for instance, the wind was blowing really hard then it would be really just kind of bad luck. And the same thing they do it, it out in the desert at the American Express. Is they play different courses, but they're all about the same amount of degree of difficulty. Now, the other thing they have going for them out there is usually the weather is always the same. It's pretty much the same every day, so it, it doesn't really matter. But that's what you hope happens if you play different golf courses. So they want to have the golf courses to be somewhat similar. Well, here, here's here's why the statistics are all messed up this week. It's because on the the, the PJ Tour, what they do is they go in and, and they got to have these tournaments there. They lay all this cable in the ground so that they can hook up for TV, and it stays in there permanently. And then they also have uh, little, you know, the, the television towers they set up, and they also have the stands they set up. Just a little, like it's like a little, you know. Uh, elevated bird's eye kind of thing where, where that you can you can put your uh, shot link deal the shot link statistics you you hear you know we we quote the statistics a lot they're called shot link that's a, that's the way they they uh, call it on the PGA tour and they have all these you know they have volunteers that man the 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 lasers so they have all you know lasers on every hole so they can laser exactly where everybody's ball is that's how they know you're only 15 you know feet 4 inches and they know that you just drove it 324 yards and they know that you have 142 yards on your next shot because they're laser and all that well when they play multiple golf courses usually only one of the golf courses the main course like at the RSM tournament they played they play four rounds, but three of the rounds are played on one course and the other round is played on the other course. So what they do is the first two days, you play one course, then you play the other course, and then they make the cut. And then the last two rounds are played on the, the real tournament course. So what happens is, is they don't have, they, they don't have any statistics for, for the, the, the one round you play on the other course. Well, Robert Streb happened to shoot 63 on that other course. And he putted really good that day, obviously, because he shot 63. And he hit 17 out of 18 greens, which is tremendous ball striking. So when you look at the statistics, they look all screwed up this week. And you think, you think, now he, you know, it had him putting with his putting, he was ninth, which is he was better than that because the day they didn't count. He putted. He putted 
really good. So he would have, he probably would have finished like fifth in putting. And then when you look at off the tee, he was 31st. Uh, and, and when you look at uh, tee to green, he was 35th. But what they're not counting is they're not counting the day that he shot 63 because it, it, it didn't get, get registered. And so you got totally misleading statistics uh, this week. And, and, you know, I mean, like if I was coaching Robert Streb, I'd be like bummed out because one of the things that I always looked at, I always judged, you know, like how I was doing. I'd always judge by like statistically, how did the player do? You know, some coaches will brag about, oh, you know, so-and-so won or he won this or he won that when I was helping him. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, a lot of, a lot, not just a lot, most of, of, of what you need to do to win it doesn't necessarily have to do with the the teacher or the coach. I always thought, you know, that it was my job to improve the players I taught statistically. Like I'd look at the statistics and I'd say, okay, are they hitting more fairways than they were last year? Are they hitting more greens than they were last year? Uh, what's their strokes gain statistics, which is a, the measurement of how they are against their peers? How are they this year? Uh, versus last year. That's what I always looked at. Now, I mean, it was nice when they when they won. You know, I'm not saying it wasn't, but the player's the one that's hitting the shots. The player's the one that's making the clutch putts. The player's, you know, doing all that stuff. Your job is, to, is as a coach is to help them, you know, get better uh, fundamentally so that their statistics improve to make it you know, easier and more likely that they can actually have a, a you know, a really good tournament. So, so that's what I always, always looked at. But when you, when you leave out certain tournaments, then the statistics are skewed. And Robert Streb has not been very good statistically. I, ta- I told you what his statistics were in 2020. And uh, the, in 2021, you look at the best round that he's played probably ever on the PGA Tour. I don't know. I'm not sure if he shot lower than 63. I, I, I doubt he's, you know, he may, maybe he did sometime. I don't know. But but that's a pretty darn good score. And he struck the ball great. And, and, you know, 65, 63, the first two rounds. But the 63 was on the course where they didn't have the statistics. And I'd be bummed out if I was like his coach because I think, oh my gosh, that's the best round you know he's played, and and now you know, and it didn't even get get counted on his, his statistics. Well, anyway, that's why if you look at the statistics this week, it's a misleading story. Now you know you figure like, okay, well, if they play in thirty tournaments for the year, it all comes out in the wash. But if you're if you're looking at a, a short sample. It's definitely not coming out in the wash, and this week it, it it's hard to analyze because of because of that. But uh, I will say this: based on the, on how he struck the ball on the second round, which is the round that the statistics did not count for, or weren't counted for in the final statistics for the week, and he struck the ball so good. This is just a, this is another case, you know, like it is like we talk about all the time, where you know he parlayed uh, great putting. And great uh, ball striking, and he you know, and he was probably about fifth in in uh, putting, maybe maybe even better, fourth or fifth, and uh, probably uh, somewhere in the you know seventh, eighth, 
sixth, something like that, uh, tee to green, which is, you know, the same thing it always is. And and they're all capable. They're all capable. They're all good. They're all capable. Well, Robert Streb, you know, he's a, he's historically a great putter, Hank. I mean, when you look at the statistics, 2020, 180th (laughs) in putting. 2019, 152nd in putting, and 2018, 137th in putting. So it's yeah. not a surprise that he's fifth in putting for the week. No, it is a surprise. You're <laughs> you're being sarcastic a little bit, and it and it's a huge surprise. And it, it and and I was looking. I, I who was it that they were that was playing? And I forget. Okay, it was uh, okay. Harris English. Harris English. Played good. He shot 62 on Sunday. I was listening to the telecast, and they said, you know, of course, he's making everything. And they said, he's just a, he is a great putter. He is a great putter. And, I, you know, as soon as they say that, I think, I want to check. Let me check that out later. <laughs> I, mean, I wonder what that, I wonder if that's true. There's a difference, Hank, between being a great putter and being a putter that wills the ball in the hole like me. Like, I wouldn't consider myself, <laughs> well, I am a great putter. I, I have it all. But you can also be a guy that wills the ball in the hole like I do and just be a poor putter. You can be that guy, too. All right. So, uh, Kurt Byram, was, I think, was the one who said that. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm checking out the statistics right now. I, I will, I don't know, I'll, I'll maybe give them a... I'll give, him, I'll give him an okay on that. Uh, Her, who, who was it? Who did he say? Who did he Harris say? English? No, nah, was, it, uh, was it Harris English? Yeah, Harris English. Uh, 50th uh, in 2021 in putting. 2020, he was 18th. Okay, that's, that's, that's good. 2019, he was 15th. Yeah, 57th in 2018. You know, thirty third in two thousand seven. You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you. I, I don't know if you call that a great putter, but you know, a very good putter. I mean, those are those are good statistics. That's not that's not bad. So, but sometimes when they say that stuff, I look it up, and the guys, you know, finish like you know a hundredth in putting or something, and they t- tell you how great he is, and they're just going off of what they just saw. But in this case, yeah, pretty good. Not great. I I, I think top ten's great. I think that's I think that's a cutoff for great. Would you consider me great? <laughs> I, I've never seen you putt in person. I only hear about your putting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just hear about. It. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more tournament to go on the PGA uh, Tour season. Although this week is the big. Uh, the uh match the match yeah i'm looking for i'm looking I, i'm actually we're going to talk about that uh one day for sure we'll talk about that but uh all right good stuff tim appreciate you joining me i want I, I, my cowboys played your vikings so we, we, we might have to we might have to talk about that as well Someday we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. All right, good stuff. Uh, appreciate you joining me. Follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. Follow Tim at Tim Parachka. Uh, email your questions to HankHaneyGolf at Outlook.com and hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be there every day with the Hank Haney podcast. Remember, uh, great Black Friday sales at VoodooPainRelief.com. You can also get a free uh, two week supply there. 
and HaneyUniversity.com. You can sign up for my instructional emails and there's some great uh, Black Friday deals on there as well and some uh, stuff that you can't miss on. So uh, check it out. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow on the Hank Henny Podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you then. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.